Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello. Welcome to Live Reality. Blah. Hello. Welcome to Live Reality Game Podcast. My name is Steven, and I am back with surviving real foot content, which I'm so excited by for this new season, Unfinished Business, starring 11, not 11, 21 returning players. And I have got him with me, finally, the holy grail, Parker, the current host of Surviving Real Foot. Parker, how are you doing? Hey, Steven. Thank you for the introduction, man. Always a pleasure. I have to ask, how does it feel to be hosting a season for the first time? Oh, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's surreal, honestly. You know, I, I started as a player in Real Foot became a production member, and now getting to host a season, not only uh, a returning player season, but just one of this magnitude, it's it's really fun. It, it's a surreal feeling. I still I still am pitching myself. I don't feel like it's quite real. <laughs> well, we had to, because we didn't do anything preseason, just yeah. because I might have been off playing somewhere else, but Unfinished Business. Yeah. Talk you up this title and how you feel, feel players are embodying it. Yeah, so unfinished business came from, uh, you know, coming back. A lot of the alumni, I felt like some of them played quiet games. Uh, you know, some of them played really bold games, but that's what got them hooked out. Some of them got unlucky with swaps or just twists out of their control. Some of them were completely behind their own demise. So how do you kind of put all these great alumni who have more to show under one umbrella? And I thought, well all of them to some degree have unfinished business left in the game. And that's just kind of what it came to. I, I feel like all of them had more they wanted to do, whether it be moves, uh, more they had to prove to themselves or their family. And I feel like everybody so far in the game is really taking it uh, seriously. I remember when we first announced, when I first announced the name of the season mm -hmm. and the players were very excited, they were wondering, okay, well, how did, how did this specific group come together? And then when I said the theme, a lot of them even told me, Oh, wow, that makes sense. That's really cool. So a lot of them, I think, really are excited for it. Yeah, because correct me if I'm wrong, there are no returning winners this season, correct? Correct. Uh, everybody did not win, and everybody's only played one time. And what I love is that we, we see a range of players from, you know, people who go early game to people who make the final trial to cancel, all people who are hungry for that victory. Absolutely. That, that was the thought, you know. Uh, I've always thought that, uh, you know, one thing about these live games is it's not the real show. So they don't have to worry about, oh, maybe the audience doesn't remember this person or, oh, this person wasn't really or this person was a huge fan favorite kind of thing. I'm like, look, regardless of placement, do they do they have a story? You know, would they be good? Is there more to show kind of thing? And then mm -hmm. that placement is relevant in that factor. Mm -hmm. Now. 
I want to talk about like, you know, what have been some of your favorite moments or things that have stood out to you in this pre-merge? Because I admit, yeah. I've been frankly trying to catch up on things. So I'm curious yeah. to know what has really stood out to you. Oh my gosh, Steven. Well, I think one of the big things uh, that has affected this pre-merge is um, this season we implemented for the first time Real Foot Shaun the Dark. Mm -hmm. Now, as you see on the real show, uh, the past four seasons of Survivor, only one Shaun the Dark has worked correctly. And on top of that, it didn't. That person didn't even get any votes, mm -hmm. which is fine. But not once, but twice in this pre-merge has Sean the Dark worked, and it negated all the votes for that person. Meaning someone got sent home with just one rogue vote twice. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't have even imagined it happening one time, just because the odds are so low. But to happen twice, it's it, it was unreal. As a host, you just. You, you hate to see people go out in such a crazy fashion, mm -hmm. but just from an entertainment factor, it's been quite unpredictable to watch. But though, just uh, the round that uh, Nate went out and the round that Frank went out, they were both, Josh and Skyler were the majority vote getters, but they played their shot in the dark and it worked. And uh, unfortunately, Nate and Frank went out, but just from an entertainment factor, those votes were completely unpredictable. Well, I think it's kind of shows that we as players need to think more about the possibility. When we see that one in six shot, we see it never work on CBS. So I'm just like, eh, let them. Like, well, like, what's the worst <laughs> that can happen, right? One in six doesn't seem too high. But here we have, maybe it's just the lightning story of all the one in sixes are converted. Or maybe every scroll says safe. And that's the special <laughs> season. <laughs> that would be funny. Now, uh, as much as that would be kind of funny... Uh, some of the Shaun the Darks that have, some players have also played Shaun the Darks and it hasn't worked. So it's not all safe. I can't confirm that. Um, but a lot of the players have, uh, who've been voted out, have played Shaun the Dark. Some of the players still, you know, uh, obviously uh, the two, Josh and Skyler, no longer have a Shaun the Dark because mm -hmm. they played it. So, but I don't think this is the, I don't think uh, the pre merge will be the end of Shaun the Dark. I don't think so. I think players are keeping it the back of their mind, especially now that it's worked not only once but twice. Mm -hmm. It's uh, certainly making people have to think about who all they tell who the vote is. And that Frank vote ends up having some ramification, it feels like. Some, some players have strong reactions to Frank going home like that. Absolutely. It was, you know, it, it was crazy that new Achila tribe that swapped Achila tribe had won all three previous swapped challenges right mm -hmm. so they didn't have to test the waters they were mm -hmm. just on a winning streak and and then once frank got voted out uh it was the not only were people very upset about that a lot of people wanted to work with frank it was the first time that this swap tribe has to now show their cards and it was absolute chaos even that live tribal council was another highlight for me I, I don't know about I don't know about every tribal in real foot history, but at least as far as I can remember, I don't remember people walking off into groups, game changer style. I don't remember somebody saying, uh, "Can you come talk to us?" Not you, but uh, can you come here real quick? It, it was just absolute chaos and anarchy. As a host, it's it's I have to remind myself I'm a host and not a viewer because I just want to sit there and watch. But I have to remember I have to navigate this thing. Even so players haven't even been shy about playing idols either. They've also been coming out for merge. People are just not going to wait with these things. And I think obviously part of that is being returning player season. Obviously, you know, they want to come out and be big and bold and entertaining, whatever. But I think a lot of it is, I think for a lot of these people, one of their biggest regrets was not being more bold. I think they thought they were too passive the first mm -hmm. time. They didn't uh, stand up for 
something they wanted to happen more, you know, in, in fear of standing out too much. But this time yeah. around, I think a lot of players are remembering, I don't, if I'm going to lose, I don't want to go out that way again. So we're seeing people grabbing the bull by the horn, so to speak. And one of the things I kind of heard some players mention a little bit is that the conditions seem pretty hard this season. Not a lot of food. There's been some rain. So, so like, so death of the elements are coming to factor. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about how that seems to be affecting the players. Yeah, it's certainly the weather. You know, we had, we've had a couple of, it's been funny. It hasn't rained all day yet, you know, but there's been periods. Uh, right. Thank you. Thank For you in production all. Yes. Please, please, for everyone involved, no rain. Uh, but it's been strong downpours. It also, it's been quite hot, which is not anything new mm -hmm. for a real foot, especially in Tennessee. But um, it's it's not easy either. Uh, the food situation has been scarce. You know, we thought, you know, and we're never going to put them in any actual uh, danger when it comes mm -hmm. to lack of food. But, you know, you kind of want them to, since it's their second time playing, test them a little bit. You know, they, they know what they can and can't handle. But it's certainly been tough and a lot of them are dealing with it the best they can, but honestly, all of them are just so excited to be here. I think they'll sit through about anything just to stay in the game. And that's a really cool sight to see. Well, maybe we're bearing the lead because we're at the merge. We're yes. at the merge. We've had the first merge challenge and at least they got a merge feast. Now it didn't look like it was showering food, but players can't complain. There looked like there was enough food for everyone. There was food, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where uh, at that point, at least for me, you know, I remember when I played, I didn't care what it was. You get so hungry to the point where it's like, I'll eat anything. Anything sounds good. Just give me something to eat. So a lot of them were at that point. They're like, I just need something, you know, uh, we're walking all the time. We're doing these competitive challenges. I'm mentally taxed. I need something in my body. So I think a lot of them, uh, that was helpful for them. Now, the merge tribe, this seems to be like pretty evenly split between these original three tribes, right? Uh, we have four of each. And I think yellow has walked in with five. And so, I mean, do you have any predictions or ideas of where people are going to be, like where this merge, where these mergers might be heading to at the start? You know, and Stephen, if I had an answer for that, I would sell it and, and make <laughs> lots of money because I, mean, I truly, I don't know. I, I feel like... It's funny, you know, even on production, you know, we have amazing tribe handlers and amazing challenge people, mm -hmm. and they're getting the information from the players via confessionals. And even still, the plans can change. People can change their opinion on somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just all over the place. I couldn't tell you no. And not that I was completely shocked by all the votes in the pre-merge, but just the way mm -hmm. fallout has happened and the way alliances mm -hmm. have shifted and people have either change their opinions on others or decided to work with somebody, even if they're not the fair person, it makes for a very unpredictable merge just because mm -hmm. everybody's looking out for themselves. I truly think so. And I think nobody is content with getting second. I think mm -hmm. all of them are trying to do what's best for themselves. So as at this moment, I really don't know. It's kind of funny in the returning player season, well, you, you have to ask yourself, what is a threat? And who, what is the threat and who is the threat is different depending on who you ask. So mm -hmm. any one of these people could be voted out for X, Y reason. So I'm curious then if you had to just make a bet, like, <laughs> do you think the original red and blue are teaming up against yellow? Do you think people oh, are going to more of operate in the swap tribes? Yeah. Like 
you, th you, th you think the swap tribes matter? Because people are on the swap oh. tribes longer than I had voted more with them at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I was just responding. Yep. So you're like, yep, there, there are the original tribes. Yes. Yeah. So, so swap tribes, I don't think in particular are going to matter okay. uh, only because the, um, uh, as you saw with the uh, Lydia vote, mm -hmm. um, that tribe, the new Achila tribe was not on the sh same page. That live travel council was evident mm -hmm. evidence of that. Um, and then this pre the previous vote where Brent was voted out, mm -hmm. um, there was still majority new Achila. However, mm -hmm. Brent got sent home. And I, I think it was Amber said herself at tribal that battle lines have been drawn. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that, I don't think even the uh, swapped Aquoni tribe are going to stick together as a strong six. I, I think there's relationships in there, but I don't see mm -hmm. that being like, a, oh, us six going to the end, especially not that Skylar had to play a shot in the dark just to save herself and all these other things. So I don't think swap tribes are going to matter as much. I do think original tribal lines still play a factor, especially for the yellows, because mm -hmm. they have the most still in the game. But like you said, Josh, he he was he was almost sent home on his OG Aquoni tribe, the blue mm -hmm. tribe, and he had to play a shot in the dark. I don't think he's loyal to that. The mm -hmm. red tribe is very dysfunctional, so I think honestly it just comes. I think it comes. I think it's going to come down to more individual relationships mm -hmm. more than anything else. So, is there are there any players that you specifically have an eye on, like any players that that, that you are really curious to see what they're going to do from here? So it, it's funny because um, this is from what I gather, Carly on the original Galello, the yellow tribe, was a bit on the outs, mm -hmm. but. She never had to go to tribal council until uh, the Lydia the Lydia vote. Mm -hmm. And in that time, Carly was actually considering flipping uh, on her original yells. However, when it came mm -hmm. time to the Lydia vote, she did vote with them. So uh, is she going to stick with them for the long haul? Mm -hmm. Does she know that maybe she's not in the hierarchy, but they need her now as a vote? They certainly do. Is she going to contemplate other, other alliances now that it's emerged in a whole new game? I don't know that, but that's certainly Carly's an interesting one to watch just because of her positioning. Uh, Sharif has played a very interesting game. He started the game, I think it was day one. Basically, everyone wanted to be his number one. Very similar, Stephen, to what happened in last season. That sounds season familiar. Sounds very familiar. But since then, he's had to go a lot of tribal councils and he's had to make a lot of moves. He's certainly uh, been in a lot of conversations. So he's one to watch. Um, and obviously, uh, Todd, you know. He's, the Todd he, Father returns. You know how excited I am, Parker. <laughs> Are you excited for the Todd Father, Stephen? <laughs> the Todd Father already won his first immunity yet. I mean, he I, did. It's only go up from here. <laughs> Todd Father's been interesting. You know, he only went to one pre-merged tribal council, and he just won the first individual immunity. Uh, he's always an interesting to watch. And Amber, obviously, Amber played an idol um, for Reynolds. It didn't work but she has since found another idol and who knows what she's going to do now. She obviously has a lot of attention on herself. Can she get out of this predicament? I don't know. Uh, we have a question from John V. Uh, do we see a twist coming for the loud players to return the game? Maybe a certain <laughs> lady returns and a big shocker. Justin McCoopy returns in the game. Is this what we're going to see? You know, it happened for Lydia once. Uh, <laughs> uh, not this season, unfortunately. <laughs> As fun um, as that, as fun as that would be, mm -hmm. uh, not this time around. 
I'm so one player I'm very excited to see play is Austin. I got to play with Austin yeah. my first game ever, and Austin played a very savvy middle of middle of the road game that season. I'm curious to see like what Austin's gonna do here. I I I don't know. Also, I'm so far behind. I just have no idea. <laughs> uh, Austin's been fun to watch as well. Austin mm-hmm. has this. He is just uh, you know you and I have interacted with him. Anyone who's mm-hmm. interacted with Austin knows he is just so friendly. And he's funny and he's kind and he's not intimidating at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that draws people to him. You know, Austin's had a really solid Mm -hmm. pre-merge. You know, he's gone to a lot of tribal councils. And normally Austin likes to play in the background as long as he can. Mm -hmm. But this time he's been put in situations where he's had to make a choice. You know, Austin was the sole vote to send home Frank the Mm -hmm. uh, the round he went home uh, when Skylar player shone the dark. So Austin's definitely been more in the forefront than I think earlier than I think he'd like to be, but he still has good connection connections. I think there's still plenty of people who want to work with him. He's been a really fun one to watch. Well, do you have anything to tease us with what to expect this coming merge or just pure chaos? <laughs> so I, I think this upcoming merge, it's going to be interesting because everybody is playing so hard already. Mm-hmm. And it may not maybe, and when I say playing hard, it may not be like the flashy, like, in your face spouting words mm-hmm. kind of flashy for all of them but make no mistake all of them want this all of them are playing hard whether it's socially whether it's in the challenges mm-hmm. whether it's strategically all of them are fighting their heart out and i think what you're going to expect is a really interesting end game i think these players n- know that their competition is high caliber mm-hmm. and i think whoever is the one who's crowned this season is going to really earn it well, I guess I really have only one question, last question to throw at you. Uh, were the Season 7 players just too good to be considered for this cast? <laughs> were you just worried the Season 7 players would come in and just run the show? And just like, no, no, we got to make it fair. We can't bring Season 7 into this. Uh, that is absolutely the reason, Steven. I thought Season 7 would sweep the game. I thought it was too unfair. No, You heard, uh, it, you heard it here first. Jumi would dominate this cast and any <laughs> cast she put into it. And therefore, she, we, we, we have to save her for a different season. Absolutely. No, uh, people from season seven were certainly asked, uh, just, you know, with timing and schedule that doesn't just, work out. Life but I, I, I do, I do feel, I do, I was disappointed that not only just for certain individuals that couldn't play for, mm-hmm. uh, whatever reason, but, uh, I would have loved to have, uh, thickest thieves season seven represented, but I think I'm really, but I'm really happy with the players here that I hope it's been fun to watch so far. The, uh, the fans have said they're really enjoying it. I think, the challenges have been fun. This gameplay's been off the charts. I'm excited to see how it ends. I, I truly have no idea what's going to go on from here. One minor compliment. I don't know what match you're doing, but your audio is wonderful this season. And I thank you for this. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You know, we've tried some new things. We definitely, in addition to going live, like normally, one thing we've done is record, pre-record things and upload them. Because mm-hmm. uh, in our current location, we didn't have it the last two years. We have Wi-Fi now. So I think that's been a big difference. It's it's so funny how just one little change can make all the difference in the video and audio quality. But I think that's a large part of what it is. Well, Parker, I've stolen about 20 minutes of your time. I know <laughs> you probably have other stuff to tend to. Or most of all, probably food and sleep and rest because <laughs> projection is playing this and doing it just as much worth, even not more than the players right now, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean... I, I appreciate you so much for wanting to take the time, especially after you just got done with the game. I can't thank you enough, Stephen, for even wanting to jump in and watch it. I think everybody who wants to watch and follow along. No, uh, I can't thank the, the viewers and especially the production team enough. They've all worked so hard. They are so committed 
to uh, making sure the, the season is as good as it can be, working hard. It's a phenomenal production team, and it's a phenomenal cast. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I appreciate you following along in the kind words. Well, Parker, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time tonight because I know this is a crazy day for you, especially with being merged. Thank you right. everyone for tuning in and listening. Hopefully there will be more Surviving Real Foot content later this week and most likely bukus of interviews postseason with the players. Woo. Thank you all and have a good evening. Thank you.